Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. The last type of justice which Aristotle discusses as he's distinguishing the different types or sorts or forms of justice apart from each other in Nicomachean Ethics Book 5, which is focused entirely on the question of what is justice, is what gets often translated as equity or the equitable. And that's not a bad translation, but it can be a little bit misleading because we don't want to associate it with one of the other senses of equity that often gets used in our society, which is where you're building equity in some sort of property or in some sort of concern, or in some sort of project. It doesn't mean equity in that sense. It it, it means equity in the sense of that which is appropriate. So when we say something is equitable, like a decision is equitable, or a division of, of labor, or a division of assets is equitable, What we're really saying is that it fits the case. It's appropriate to the the parties that are involved. It actually extends to their particular circumstances, which might, you know, require exceptions to be made. And Aristotle has this great metaphor where he talks about the ruler used by the craftsman of Lesbos, which is made of lead which allows you to actually mold it around things so that, you know, for example, it's easy to measure something along this way, right? You just get a measuring tape or a yardstick. But if you want to measure around, you need a different type of measuring device. You know, they knew how to use um, rope for that. But he has in mind something that's a little bit more fixed. So he talks about this leaden ruler that you, you can mold around things. And he says that equity... He actually has a few puzzles about it at the beginning in talking about this. He says, is it something different than justice? Because if it is, that would be kind of strange because it does seem to be something just. But at the same time, it seems to be different than the other forms of justice. It doesn't seem to fall under them. So which is it? Is it the same as, or is it different from justice? And Aristotle's account, which distinguishes a number of different senses of justice, it's possible to say, well, it's one of the basic notions of justice. It's not the entirety of it, but it's one of the basic notions. And this is what allows him to actually say it's better than one particular kind of justice, one which we've looked at in another core concept video, justice as legality or legal justice or law-abidingness. Why is it better than that? Well, he says that it's actually a sort of correction of legal justice. Why would legal justice need to be corrected? Well, even when the laws are well made, Aristotle thinks, there are going to be some things that just don't fit the laws that well. So if you were to apply the law by its letter rigorously, the same across all cases, you would end up doing some things that, in in the sense that you're actually following procedure, you're actually following the rules, you're treating every single case the same, or at least, you know, similar cases similarly, you are doing the right thing. You are being just in that sense. But there's there's another sense of justice that's being trampled on or left out or ignored or diminished. And this is what he's calling equities, this correction. So this is a very common experience that we have. You know, we have all sorts of 
situations, institutions, settings in which we have rules governing them. We could think of the laws that govern, say, traffic, for example. What would happen if they strictly enforced speed limits all across the board everywhere? Traffic would actually get pretty screwed up because it's there's actually a little bit of play built into the, the system. You know, as a matter of fact, a lot of the people that I know, and I, I would include myself among these, have the view that the speed limit is what you should, you know, more or less stick to, especially if it's raining or foggy or snowy, and you might even go under it. But it's okay to go a little bit above it, provided that you know what you're doing. And now if you go 10 over, now you're fair game for being ticketed. And, you know, you might say, why 10 over? Why not 3 over? Why not 5 over? Why not 15 over? But if you ask people, they do have that in mind. And it'd be interesting to compare this with kilometers to see whether people who, in almost all the rest of the world measure things in terms of kilometers per hour would say that it's 10 or 15 or 5 because I'm willing to bet that people drive over the speed limit in other places. This view that sort of modifies the strict application of the rule is what we call equity. So that's one example of it. Another example could be, for instance, I have an attendance policy in my classes and I allow students to be excused for absences if they have some sort of valid reason. But, you know, I also say, well, you have to have something that's documentable. You have to provide me with something. So your relative died, show me an obituary. There could be some things where, look, there's just not going to be documentation possible. And then you have to make what we call a judgment call. Judgment calls are corrections of what we're calling legal justice, where you have some sort of norm in place, and generally it's a good idea to stick to it, and it's a good idea to apply it across the board. But in this particular case, that would be less appropriate than providing some leniency or saying you're getting a warning this time or reducing the amount that somebody is going to owe or steering them towards alternate forms of recompense. You know, there's a lot of different possibilities here. Why is this needed? Aristotle says it's needed because laws, when they're put together by their very nature, they're framed universally. That is, they're framed to apply to everything across the board, whatever it is that they happen to be about. So if it's laws pertaining to vehicles, it pertains to all vehicles. If it's laws only pertaining to motorcycles, it pertains to all motorcycles, right? Or it may be indexed to a particular place, like all motorcycles in the state of New York, or all motorcycles in the municipality of Kingston. But you're saying all. So it's covering all of these particulars. The problem is that there can be cases where the law doesn't apply well to some particulars. This is not to say that the law is no good whatsoever. As a matter of fact, a well-constructed law should encompass most cases that it's intended for. But there's always going to be some things rising, some issues coming up where somebody says, yeah, if, we, if we're really rigorous about this, if we go exactly by the letter of the law, it's not going to turn out the way that, that it ought to. There's that sense that we have that the law is there to provide some guidance in the majority of the cases, but that it can't actually apply to everything totally. 
And so to be a, the type of person who wants a norm is in place as it must be applied every single place exactly the same, Aristotle would say that person, they're just in one sense, but they're also missing a kind of justice that's very important for human beings in another sense. They're more like a robot or, you know, some sort of animal acting out of automatic reflexes than a fully human being. So there are some cases where we have to think about how should we apply the law? And so this involves, and I, he doesn't say this per se, but I'm using some more contemporary terms. It involves some thinking. Aristotle says, one of the things we ought to do is think about what did the legislature or legislator, you know, depending on, you know, whether it's one person or many, what did they actually have in mind when they were making the, the law or the rule or the procedure or whatever it is. What you're proposing over here, is that what they had in mind or is that actually sort of a deviation from what they had in mind? That's a good question to ask yourself. Judgment. These sorts of things require judgment, which requires some cultivation on the part of the person that's making it so that they're not just making exceptions for their friends and family or those who they want to get in well with or, you know, pick any sort of things along those lines that would be self-interested and actually unjust because they're not to the benefit of, of the, the community. Probably not to the benefit of the people engaging in that, too, in any real strict sense. Another term that we use for this is discretion. And if we're thinking about, for example, policing, police often get criticized because, you know, there'll be a whole bunch of cars speeding and they pull one person over and that person will say, why did you pull me over? They're going fast too. And the cop might say something like, well, you were going 15 over, they're all going 10 over. It's up to my discretion who I'm going to pull over. I get to make that call. When you're dealing with the, the police, sometimes they have very narrow discretion, sometimes they have wide discretion. Judges also have discretion, say, in sentencing. Sometimes laws could be passed that restrict their discretion in, in sentencing. So there's a lot of ways in which this might be thought of. There's a lot of contexts in which this could be applied. Another thing that Aristotle says that's very interesting, he talks about the equitable person. The equitable person, he says... If they're in a position, you know, where they actually have some authority, then they'd probably be the one to show good amount of discretion. That means they don't show discretion in every single case, because then it's not discretion. They're actually just not applying the law. But they are willing to bend or lessen or, you know, turn the law away from the strict rigor and harshness that it possesses as a universal. But as an individual, they are prone to be forgiving. Not in the sense of, you know, putting up with anything whatsoever, but they're inclined to not insist on their rights as opposed to other people all the time. You must give me what is mine. They're willing to say, well, okay, in this case, here would be a great example. Noise laws, right? There's a lot of municipalities that have noise regulations, and thank God for that, because I'm one of the people who will sometimes call the cops on noisy neighbors, because, you know, if I want to sleep or I want to read, and I hear thump, thumpity thump, I'm not very happy. So what if it's somebody's graduation party? That's a little bit different than every Saturday night some jerks, you know, living it up and just making a lot of noise. Maybe it's okay, you know, later at night on the weekends than it is on, on the weekdays, even though the law says across the board must be quiet by this time. The equitable person is the one who's inclined to say in some cases, well, that, that's okay, I'll let that go. I don't need to insist on this. 
And what's really interesting here is that is a form of being just, Aristotle saying. So one important type of justice which is needed in order to correct legal justice is equity. That means that legal justice can't be entirely what it's supposed to be without this other type of justice intervening. Just like we also need, you know, when it comes to the the particular forms of justice, we need justice in commutation or distribution. We need rectificatory justice. We need reciprocity. They all kind of fuse into each other and support each other. So that is equity. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.